friends, and welcome to the Gnome Podcast. Today, I am joined by my dear friend, Julie Jordan. And listen, we had so much fun talking uh, that I'm not even going to waste any time. Let's just jump into it. Let's go. And welcome back, everybody, to the Gnome Podcast. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest. Um, Not only is this woman a pastor's wife, a wonderful nurse and mother, but um, she's also one of my dearest and best friends since I was about 15. So ladies and gentlemen, brace yourselves, but help me welcome (laughs) my friend, Julie Jordan. Thanks, Liz. I appreciate that. Hi, Julie. Hi, Liz. Welcome. It is very strange to have you on the podcast. I'm scared. I, I can understand that I people don't... people might send hate letters after this, but we'll just we'll go with it. We'll see how it goes. Um, before I let you do your thirty second intro of yourself, like you guys should know that oddly, Julie and I kind of have a similar look. <laughs> Not fully. Ju- Julie's Jewish. I'm Italian. Um, That's so there's interchangeable. vibes. Yes, but all our lives, people mistook us, which is also hilarious. I probably have 40 pounds on Julie, um, and she is Mm. three foot two. (laughs) I measured myself for Mother's Day as a treat, and I'm a hair over five feet tall. If any of you were looking for a Mother's Day gift next year, apparently people just want to be measured. But um, (laughs) yeah, all our lives, people thought we looked alike. Now, who did people tell you? We got what, Kate Kate Winslet? Kate Winslet, the mom in Seinfeld, or the wife. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. The Yes, but no, who's the wife in Seinfeld? There's not a wife No, in not Seinfeld. Seinfeld, not Seinfeld. Uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, Patricia Heaton? Yeah, I've gotten that one, too. You've really? never got that? I got the wife from Shrek. No. <laughs> Fiona. She's lovely. And green. All right, yes. Julie, I obviously know you too well. Already somebody turned <laughs> off the podcast. We're sorry, listeners. Um, Julie, tell people 30 seconds of who you are. Okay, well, I am... Um, I am a mother of four, mm-hmm. a wife of one, which <laughs> Don't is good. Confuse those. My oldest is 18. I got three girls and then she a is not 18 almost yet. 11 year old boy. No, July. she is. She's graduating from high school. But she'll be it's 18 happening. in July. Yes. This is, don't push it. I am a uh, registered nurse in the emergency department. That's been more uh, of the last several years of my life, uh, several, last few. And um, I am married to a pastor. And um, I don't know. That's all that we've got about me. Well, at the Known Podcast, we have a very <laughs> important question. Tell us, Julie Jordan, I, about your pets. So are we going to talk about past pets? N- or, absolutely Because we've had an array of interesting exotic animals no, in our house. No, go current pet because I can't get into the stories of you accidentally drowning your fish. I have one <laughs> very precious 40-pound golden doodle named Cooper. And he's the love of my life, and I never knew that I needed him until I had him. My God, And a very tiny female fish <laughs> named Baby Girl. I'm not trying to start anything strange, but how do you know it's a female fish? Because it said it on her little little oh, okay. thing that she came in. It said Baby Girl. Okay. I think beta fish, the more fluffier ones okay. are male. That the makes prettier ones. Honestly. In the animal kingdom, the prettier animals are male. Honestly, same. Yeah. Wait, that's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out Cooper if you're listening. Um, we hope you get a treat today. Mm-hmm. Julie, I brought you on. I wanted to talk about balance, but you had sort of an interesting, you talk about being a nurse, but like that wasn't 
the case for a long time. How long were you a stay-at-home mom for? So married at 21, first kid at 23, had four kids after that. So I was home for 11 years before okay. I went back to school. Do you? Did you always want to be a nurse? I did. Well, um, towards the end of my first bachelor's degree, which is psychology at SEU, go SEU, um, it was probably towards the um, last semester, right before we got married, was I had this desire. I want to be a nurse. What am I doing? Studying psychology. But you were already But I was already there, so you don't, you know, word to the wise guys out there listening, um, just finish your degree if you're almost there. So, um, (laughs) yeah, it was a a God-given desire on my heart. I wanted to help people, which is why I think I chose psychology initially. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to be in an area of helping and understanding people, but it wasn't... Um, the hands-on, I don't know, it just wasn't the level of depth that I felt was where God was calling me to be a hands-on helpful help to yeah. hurting people. Looking back over your life, is this like a trend where you feel like you're like a helper? Like, is that does that feel like something that always kind of was a thrust and a, like a desire, motivation of your life, even just kind of as a child and into adulthood? For sure. I feel like even as a kid, um, it was something that my dad had actually um, brought brought about in me. He always would notice that I was on the phone late at night with friends, giving them advice. Um, he bought me a little keychain that mm-hmm. had Lucy mm-hmm. from Peanuts, and it said the dock is in, and yeah. it's like 15 cents or yeah. whatever. So he, all, he kind of directed me toward that. I just don't think... Um, I didn't see myself going further in studying psychology, and there's really not much you can do with a bachelor's degree in psychology. So I, um, right before I graduated, kind of felt this tug on my heart to do something as a nurse and then thought, oh, my goodness, how am I going to get started with this? So we got married. I graduated. No, I'm sorry. We got married in October. I graduated December. And then the next semester, I started at the community college um, taking some prerequisites, but that was just the beginning of a journey because that was still way before I even got into actually working. I was going to say, like a lot of students are, you know, 18 years old, they go into school for nursing, they do their four years, they graduate, they become a nurse, or you used to be able to become a nurse after two years. Is that true? You can't, you still can, you can be an associates level nurse. Okay. So you have four kids, you're a pastor's wife, you're home, and then you decide to go back to school. Like, that's not an easy life change to make. Can you talk about, I think a lot of times people think that God's will, if it's God's will, it means that everything will be pain-free. Everything will be perfect. But I don't think that was the case for you, mm-hmm. even though you may have felt in your gut, like, this is what I'm meant to do. There was a lot of stress and turbulence that came with <laughs> making that life change, right? I mean, this isn't probably a popular thing to say, but it was the worst two years of my life. No, but I mean, I it feel like horrible. people need to hear that. No, and that's not and that's not because it wasn't the direction that God had placed me. It's just the timing um, before that was not the right timing. And I will say this to anybody that's looking to further their education or fulfill a dream in their life. If you are married and your husband is not just as much, if not more, um, uh, passionate about what you're about to enter, do not do it because it will, it can possibly destroy relationships. Mm. I, when I was in the nursing program, there was a, a another, I was the oldest. Well, 
I wasn't a new, I didn't start off as the oldest, but I became the oldest after two, two before me failed. Yikes. But then there was one that was closer to my age and she was the only other mom in the group. And she was so brilliant, such a hard worker, um, but she did not have the support at home mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Um, she ended up dropping out after the first semester. It broke my heart, but I just, you know, I was so grateful to have such a strong husband that wanted to see this dream, you know, come yeah. alive in me as well. So his support and my friend's support, uh, it was a tough season. How old were you when you went back to school? 30, well, 2017, 34. 34, okay. Yeah. And with four kids at home, how old was Jack at the time? He was just going into preschool when I started school. So, so young four. kids. He was four. How did yeah. you, or did you at all, feel any mom guilt? Okay, you went from literally stay-at-home mom is your job, so yeah. you're there for everything, to suddenly you maybe start missing a couple things, because of school, because of work, how did you handle mom guilt in that season? Oh, not well at all. Yeah. <laughs> not well at all. She's like, in it fact, I'm looking for someone to help me with that. Can you? So I think the average person, you know, I also have the opportunity now, I'm a clinical instructor for the college that I graduated from, and I see so many younger people that are, you know, they struggle and it's hard and it's emotional. Nursing is just a hard field in general, and the school is 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 really rigorous and terrible but not terrible I'm sorry <laughs> Somebody's nobody out, out there, there like, wants to be a nurse it. now but um I had to I had to really set my mind towards um recognizing this was a seasonal situation I would get through it there was a light at the end of the tunnel but I had to go all in so the guilt I mean the mind transition from from not having to think at that level that academic level um, I hadn't been in school and over 10 years. Um, So putting myself in that, I feel like it definitely made it a lot more difficult. But the balance, I can't say I did it well, but my husband was so supportive during that time that I think he made up for where I was lost because I was gone. I was in a program. It wasn't like I could choose to take this class and this class and this class. I was all in and I had to do what they had set for us to do. So I was gone all day, every day. I'd come home, Ryan would have a meal prepared for us, (laughs) I would eat quickly, and I'd go back in my room and stay up all night um, studying, and that's the way it was for a solid 22 months. So I did, I think we just, I think as a couple, Ryan and I just really brought it before the Lord and said, is this what we, you know, is this what we want? And I think, you know, in fact, this is kind of something you had mentioned earlier, and I feel too, you know, the Lord gives us these dreams and he drops these desires in our heart. And I think Mm -hmm. the generation that I grew up in is pray, 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 pray. But I started to learn the older I got that as I delighted myself in the Lord and as Mm -hmm. I walked with him, that the dreams that he had placed were also that he had placed were the desires of my heart as I walked with him. So the, the battle, the fight to get through the schooling, Mm -hmm without the support of my husband would have been a complete failure. But I will say my children, when we talk about it now, thank God, I think they had amnesia during that time. (laughs) They really don't, they don't remember that. Well, we're harder on ourselves for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I I think that all the time, like, you know, oh, this is the moment I just parented that they're going to talk about in therapy. You know, I just (laughs) messed up their whole life because Mm -hmm. I freaked out about this. And I do think there's a grace where they tend to, glaze over some of those things but like you know looking at that now isn't it I I do think there is a challenge for women that like I'm not going to say men don't face but I do think it's very unique in that 
sometimes I think if I'm killing it at home career wise, I'm doing nothing. Right. Well, if you're killing it as a nurse, then you go, oh man, I haven't cooked all week. My house is a wreck. The kids don't feel supported. Like that is tougher. I think for us, because we do feel like we have to kill it in all areas. And I think we have to feel like we look good doing it all too. So it's not just like, you know, oh, go be amazing in the work field, go be amazing at home. But it's like, oh, then you have to compete with everybody who's like looking adorable on Instagram. You know, why do you think that's unique to women? Do you think it's something we feel more than others? Like, do you think there's just awareness? Like, where is this all coming from? Why do we feel like we have to kill it in every lane? I think that it's the, it's what's what's put on us by the outside you know it's what we see it's what we've learned it's I think it's the big biggest battle just among us you know and and talk about a shift in our family they saw me I did everything every doctor's appointment every school event every meal made that was me and it went I think that I projected what my insecurity was in mm. not being 100% at home, 100% student, 100% pastor's wife. Yeah. I think that I put that onto them when all they wanted was to know that they're loved, mm. know that they're taken care of. Yeah. And and it wasn't easy. I truly had to learn during that time. But Ryan definitely picked up the slack, and I'm grateful for that. I know not everybody has that, mm-hmm. and they're struggling to do it all on their own as a yeah. single parent or whatever that may be to pursue a dream, but yeah. get a community behind you, yes. I think, is the biggest thing, and and it was it was rough waters during that time with relationships, but mm-hmm. I had kind of set out in the beginning, beginning to say, ride along this ride with me. I'll be there at the end, <laughs> but I'm not going to be coming to birthday parties yeah. and remembering to call you, you know, when you're going, like, truly, I, as much as my children don't remember there's a lot of time during that time Mm -hmm. that I don't really remember yeah um uh so school was one thing that was one hurdle to get through um I didn't already have my career set in place for me but then transitioning into becoming a, a worker yeah like I started straight from um graduating as a registered or graduating as a uh, BSN and then getting licensed and I started in an emergency department at a level one trauma center. So I had to then, I mean, for those of you out there that are medical or, or have watched the TV shows. (laughs) I watched a lot of Dr. Quinn medicine So Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's very relatable, but I kind of, you know, (laughs) ride my horse to work and, but anyways, it is just, it, it, I felt like, um, even in that first year, I was just learning how to compartmentalize mm-hmm. and how can I be a, a great professional worker and then how can I come home yeah. and be a great wife and be a great mom. And, mm. you know, years ago when I was struggling as a young mom and every single time I had a newborn baby, my husband injured himself to a way that he was not able to help just me. Rude. If it, it was feels like, intentional. Yeah, like, I think you had it was. Kids. Like he went on a bike ride and yeah, snapped his Achilles tendon. Come on. Womp, At some point womp. you're like, you this know? was planned. Yeah. So during... I, it was after Jack, my number four was born, and um, I was just battling, enjoying the season I was in, and I'm um, just looking forward to nap time and bedtime, and yes, this is before ma'am. working, you yes, know, ma'am. just those were my, those were the only times that I felt I could relax and connect with the Lord and whatever that, you know, looked like, and in a moment, the Lord, you know, I'm, I'm asking him, could you give me joy? Could you give me peace? And I'd long story to liken it to a a movie that I saw years ago that would be silly but in in this movie the character that's playing God says do you think that 
God just com- just gives you those things right when you ask for that? Mm. Or does he present you with opportunities <laughs> to practice joy, yeah. to practice gratitude, to practice, you know, whatever thing that you're struggling with that you're yeah. asking him for? And I started to look around and I realized it's so hard to stretch myself to provide individual love and care for four children and a husband but god has has in his greatness designed his love so yeah. specifically for each one of us yeah. and i saw right before me things to be grateful for that i was missing yeah so and that's, we don't want it that way we would rather have right. the immediate so something answer. i've just brought into you know now transitioning with the balance of work with all of that is you know, what does it look like to extend grace and give time to each mm. one of the children to kind of speak their language mm-hmm. and go to them for what they need rather than just thinking I can yeah, make it the same for everyone. You mentioned something important that I want to go back to, and that was you said I was projecting my insecurities onto a certain situation to almost imagine what I thought it should be. So I know I'm guilty of that. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of times when I think I'm not doing a good job at something or whatever, it's not the truth of the moment. It's me projecting my insecurity because I feel like I lack in a certain way. So I'm not killing it as a mom, but my kids are fine when I ask. Right. You know, those, what, if anything, can we do to not project insecurities? Like how do we even recognize we're doing that? I'm still figuring that out, I think, every single day. But yeah. just taking taking time and um, asking the Lord for guidance to individualize, yeah. you know, what your family needs, yeah. what your friends need. I'm not great at it. I learn as I go. Yeah. But um, taking the focus off of me and yeah. really just finding out what the, you know, what the common denominator is yeah. and allowing yourself to have the grace um to get through those those pressures that we put on ourselves. Yeah, because I think what you said, too, was, like, a lot of times it's not even – my kids were just loved, yeah. you know? And I, I think that's so true. Like, I think getting to the root and being like, why do I feel as if I must have this house, this prepared right, meal right, that yeah. my kids have to have this? Like, at the end of the day, when I go to them – like last night, my kids wanting to play Foursquare. Like, just mom, no, don't go play with us. And I'm like, okay. Like, you know, I could do these like big, grandiose gestures for them, but they want me to play Foursquare. Like, that, it's like, honestly, when I peel back the layers of my own insecurity, sometimes it is quite simple yeah. what their needs are. Yeah. Well, and I think like when we talked about balance, um, do you kind of think sometimes balance and the idea of balance even is an illusion? Like it's not going to necessarily be balance. It's going to be um, addressing <laughs> what's right in front of you. Yeah. Um, you know, the my first year working, and that would have been 2017, my, my focus was like um, a, just adjustment. How do I adjust from what the expectation that my children and my friends saw me as and then transitioning into that? Like I – that was my word for my second year was balance. Mm. But I don't think it's I don't think it's just one one thing. You know, it's it's gauging how the people that you love most are doing during that time. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the one of the biggest things that I think my parents did for me as a child was 
they saw the climate of the home, they saw how their children were doing and if we were thriving and despite how they were feeling and what good season they were in, they chose to make a move from a church that they were at, that they were very involved to be at the church um, that I ended up meeting you and I met Ryan <laughs> and God. I met, I know, what would this world be like without us? Um, <laughs> Quieter. <laughs> but what was, now you messed up my thought. <laughs> what did um, your parents do for you? a they, lot. They moved but you. But then, so even, I'll, I'll even say this. I got, you know, I worked for three and a half years at the one hospital that I worked at and I learned a ton. And I had worked my way up, you know, as high as I could in that department to learn all the things that I did. And I was very comfortable and I was good at what I was doing. And I started to look around and I was like, well, I'm miserable. Um, my family never sees me. Mm -hmm. I'm always exhausted. The days yeah. that I'm off um, are just recuperating for the next shift. Right. And and it was really challenging. And I made the hardest decision that I thought in my professional life of switching hospitals. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't. I wasn't excited about it. I had to learn something new. I yeah. had to make new work friends. I yeah. had to learn new new systems. And I'll tell you, from the first month was a big challenge for me. I was also, I had just lost my mom. Mm -hmm. um, so there were a lot of emotional factors going on there. But um, I started to notice the kids saying, oh my gosh, we see you so mm -hmm. much. Yeah. And even, you know, you, it was interesting that you said that we were going to talk about balance today because my favorite part of Mother's Day is not measuring myself, but <laughs> it's the kids always make handwritten cards. Yes. And Marley, they all brought me to tears this year. Um, and Marley wrote in, in, in the card things that, you know, sometimes it's the very thing that you desire that you think you're struggling with because I feel like the enemy tries to target you yes. for those things. And then people will compliment you for the very thing you're struggling mm. for. And so Marley writes in it, you balance mm. life so well, motherhood, ministry, hmm. work. Yeah. And I'm going, I don't see that, yeah. but you do. Yeah. So making that move and that transition has been nothing but the favor of God since then. And that's mm -hmm. another podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've been there for a year now. And even this morning, the kids are just like, we just feel like we see you. Mm. So I feel like as far as balance is the most important people in your life is gauging how they're doing and is there anything that you can do to help make that better? And it's yeah. not always easy. Um, this morning, the, the scripture that came to my memory, I know we need to wrap this up, was Isaiah 26, 3, 4. I just happened to read it. Mm. Um, kind of going in line with, with walking with the Lord. You will keep in perfect peace mm. those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust yes. in the Lord forever for the Lord. The Lord himself is the rock eternal. Mm. And going back to, you know, if the Lord has deposited a dream, you're thinking about going back to work, you're not sure how you'd balance it. See where you're at with your pursuit for the Lord. And if you're following him, yes. perhaps he's the one that's depositing that dream. And it's not that's easy. Good. Transition is hard. You and I have talked about this, though. The second that you get comfortable, it's like, all right, Lord, mm. I'm, I'm comfortable. Yeah. What, what do you have next to yeah. stretch me? And I've only been doing this for five years, um, and I am learning more about myself and about others and about my walk with Lord, with the Lord and my position. We didn't talk about ministry, but what I've just tried to do with that, and again, not 100% at all, any of these things, is to just be intentional. If I'm yeah. thinking of you, and someone yes. asked me that, how do you keep in touch with people? If, you're, if you 
come into my mind, yes. I'm going to send you a text. Yes. That's simple. It is. That's but doable. sometimes that's the Holy Spirit. And sometimes yeah. people don't want to do it mm-hmm. because they're, well, what if this person mm-hmm. doesn't respond right? But I have found more people blessed by that. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking about you. No, yeah. nothing else. And that's how I've tried to stay connected on top of, yeah. you know, physically being with people. But um it's, it's not easy. Life isn't yeah. easy. I think that's the perfect place to land it, though. You know, balance, if you think it's something that we have to stress over and attain, it's not going to be attained one day. You, you take one foot in front of the other. If you're thinking of someone, reach out to them. If God's put a dream in your heart, pursue it. doesn't mean your path is going to be perfect, but it means that there is a way to... Um, just do what's in front of you. Mm-hmm. Don't worry today about balancing 18 things, you know. And like you said, through the wisdom of your children, friend, you might be doing a better job out there than you think. Yeah. Uh, you need to give yourself some grace today. So. Absolutely. Julie, thanks for coming on the podcast and talking about balance. If you're struggling yes. with balance, Julie or I would love to talk with you. You could always reach out to us at Known Ladies on Instagram. And uh, you want to stay around for the Ask Us Anything segment? Please. All right. Well, then we will be right back with more of the Gnome Podcast. Welcome back to the Gnome Podcast, and it's time for our segment called Ask Us Anything. Uh, Julie has stayed around. Julie, you're still here. I am here. Say hi to the people. Hi, everybody. And today, our question came to us on Instagram, and it said... Can we say who said it, asked it? Uh, it was do a lady named Lisa. Lisa, oh, Lisa. shout out, hi, faithful Lisa. listener Lisa. Uh, she said... Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? Oh my goodness. NSYNC, 100%. Okay. And the only reason... Justin Timberlake. No, see, here's the thing. Okay, I I, my heart is in sync as well, but you can miss me with Justin being the lead vocalist. JC Chazé had better (laughs) vocals, and I will die on that hill. But he didn't dance like JT. JT is, and he didn't have the curls like JT. Hear me. JT vocals overrated. I'm gonna say it on the podcast. You can hit me at uh, with your anger. But here's the thing about Backstreet. Wrong, Liz. Here's the thing about Backstreet. I've come to appreciate now that I'm old. Uh Old. They are. What does that make me? Older. Um, they are still together. They never really broke up. NSYNC is never gonna get back together because of Justin Timberlake's ego. But oh wow, Backstreet. I feel like you're angry um, with Justin. Can we talk about it? His last album was a miss for he me. He did grow up in Orlando. It was a miss for me. Um, he was on the Mickey Mouse Club. Well, don't get me started well, on that. No you know doubt. that was pivotable. Pivotable? Pivotable. That was pivotable you to my childhood. Um, Backstreet, I appreciate they've been together. They have good voices. They still are together. They sing. I went to a concert of theirs maybe five years ago with my sister-in-law, Katrina. Oh, Shout out, Katrina. You're probably not listening. But... <laughs> I appreciated that they were still together and they sounded good. They could never dance. Did they though? They could never dance. Did they the sound good? They sounded they sounded good for what they are, which was backstreet men. <laughs> um, they never danced like NSYNC. NSYNC had songs, but now when you listen to some backstreet stuff, like I can get down with it. What about boys to men? No, 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 no. Don't oh, even okay. don't literally don't even In the fifth grade I did a talent show to their song. One was of their it one of their songs. On Bended Knee? No. End no. of the Road? Motown no. Philly? Yes, Motown Philly. That's a good Motown one. No, 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 no. We can't pay for the rights <laughs> to that. Oh, no. I've, I've seen Boys to Men live like six times, and they are excellent. How did we get here? I don't know. But I don't know. Julie and I both say in sync with an honorable mention to Backstreet Boys. Also, um, hit me up with uh, There Was 98 Degrees. 
there was also the new kids on the block. Oh, that's a whole nother. Yeah, that's but that was pre. That now was we're really pre. showing. But in sync, they 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 could dance. They could dance. They could sing. Then they all broke off. Well, not all, and did their own things pretty successfully. So no, that's not only true. one. Just Justin. <laughs> Literally, when's the last time you hit listen to a hit Joey Fatone record? You didn't. That's I don't what know, happened. but I have a brother-in-law and a friend that looks like him. Yes, that's true. So. <laughs> Uh, Lisa, I hope this answered none of your question. But hit us up. What Keep do you think? Coming. Backstreet versus NSYNC? Is there a superior boy band out there for you? Any rabid LFO fans? Just let us know. And we'll be right back with more of the Known Podcast. Well, that is it for this week's episode of the Gnome Podcast. My special thanks to Julie Jordan for being here. And listen, friends, thank you so much for all you do to help us spread the word about this podcast. Never forget that you are known and loved by God. We'll see you next week.